What is that? Hit the guitar, Frank. Is that music? Oh my is this god. Molly we got music. We sounds music. so good. We oh got music, god. boys. Holy this sounds amazing. Shit, dude. Damn, that sounds really good. I'm very impressed. Damn, bro. I can't believe you did that all yourself. Yeah. Me and uh, <laughs> Ready, you did this whole thing? I did all of it. Yeah. Wow. Well, every single one. That's fucking guitar, drums, bass. I threw a dash triangle on there. You might not hear it, but who knows? The gang's got music. The, the gang's, gang's got music. music. That's pretty impressive. We Level finally did it. We've been talking about it for years. I still think that we should have stuck with the uh, humming intros. I was, I was super over that. But <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I thought they were hilarious, dude. Yeah, I they also were thought, it was, I thought it, it was a great fun. fit. No, nah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that's the big news of at least our week. We finally got some music on board, which is exciting. Let's get into some NFL news. Anything noteworthy that stood out for you guys this week around the NFL? Just more no names getting suspended for gambling, dude. Yeah. I think that's my favorite story of the NFL. The gambling stories is how people just continuously get suspended for gambling. One hundred percent, dude. They're yeah. just like you can barely classify this as gambling. Too like, oh wait a minute, do you own the Underdog app? Yeah, you're a gambler. You're suspended. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, these people aren't like notable people. They're just like, oh, you're a fifth string linebacker. Yeah. You're suspended. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking at that's these that guy's names. whole job, dude. <laughs> Demetrius Taylor. Nicholas, oh, I would love Petit to see. Petit Freire. Yeah, I would love to see Brian pronounce this one. <laughs> oh, my God. No shit, right? Petit Freire. <laughs> Rashad Berry. I think the only notable one is maybe Isaiah Rogers because he was Sounds a receiver. Familiar. Yeah, okay. he was a receiver yeah. for the Colts. But other oh, than that, okay. these guys are just nobodies. They, just a but bunch it, of no names. But, like, it makes sense, though, because these guys aren't making a lot of money. And they're like, fuck, I got to supplement my <laughs> income. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys like read the story at all about these guys? I though? did. I did. Did you see the the policy that the NFL has I on gambling? That. It makes no sense, dude. I don't Apparently, understand. You can't do. You can't do anything. You can't, you can't bet anything. on. You, you can't, can't bet on any NFL games, you can, you and you can can't play, bet on any sports you outside can play the NFL. Fantasy season long football, but you can't play daily fantasy, which makes no fucking sense. Zero sense, dude. <laughs> the whole policy is a shit show, bro. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't understand it at all. Anyways, um. So okay. So here's some news. Devontae Parker. Resigning with the Patriots. I mean, why why is this important? It's not really important, but it's just like it's a guy that was kind of getting drafted early a long time ago. Next. Nobody <laughs> yeah. gives a shit. <laughs> I was gonna say you're ruining these joke, dude. <laughs> nobody gives a oh shit. Oh my dude. god, no one cares about that, bro. Let's get serious though. Okay, so, so this one's big. Yes. So Josh Jacobs is talking about holding out through training camp and into the season. That sucks. The man wants to get paid, and he's threatening us with a Le'Veon. Yikes. For fantasy football owners, and we have a lot of time between now and the season, but if we get close to week one and this guy still hasn't signed a contract and is still threatening to hold out, do you draft him? Fuck, no. man. Did we learn our lesson? I think we learned our lesson for sure. That's me personally. I don't know about Frank, but me... Definitely not touching that. Yeah, I don't touch that either, man. Because right now he's a first-round draft pick. You can't, you can't trust that. So how far does he have to fall before you finally pull the trigger on him? Very, it? very far. Like, like five? I was going to say probably yeah, like five, six. And then I would basically, maybe consider it, dude. Like just to consider it. Basically, like five, six I, would say, I would say if he's not your starting running back, that's where you take it. So if you have two running backs already, oh, got you. you. Take okay, yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. that's not a bad strat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, then that's you not take a bad strat. That's not so a bad. That's strat. probably your best option. I don't know if I do because I've had terrible luck like banking on 
players like this. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Trust me, dude. I have Michael Thomas. I know yes. it. I also, <laughs> at one point, I also had Michael Thomas in redraft and A.J. Green. I and also, they both played this many games. Yeah. I yeah, also traded. That's rough, I'm holding up zeros. For, I, for I also traded YouTube. a King's Ransom for Christian McCaffrey two years ago to you. And he, I got one game out of him. So yep. I understand that's that. That's right, dude. Remember that? You pushed Fucking all bastards. your chips in. And you You're and welcome. I, you busted. And then I barely You're made welcome. the playoffs and then lost in the second round. But who cares? Fuck Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, so this is we got a lot of time between now and week one, but yep. this is definitely a situation to monitor. Definitely. Speaking of situations to monitor, looks like Dalvin Cook has an offer from the Dolphins. Which, you guys intrigued by this? So rumor has it. Haven't we been absolutely destroying this entire concept of Dalvin Cook going to the Dolphins? Like, how many this, running backs do they need? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> so the rumor. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> the rumor is that he actually has multiple contract offers and he's just trying oh. to build up his value. Mm. He's trying to get the most. And then I was reading something this morning saying that Vegas has the Patriots as the favorite to land D Hop and Dalvin. God damn. <laughs> Are you serious? That changes the offense. You put two two weapons like that. I mean Mac like, Jones might look like a decent quarterback behind that. Mac Jones will look like Mac Jones no matter who's over there, dude. Crying, walking to the <laughs> locker room while it his team was fucking coaching. It is intriguing. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's an intriguing prospect. Where would you rather have him go? The Patriots or the Dolphins? I would rather have him go to the oh, are we Bucks. talking about uh, redraft? Okay. Um, I think the Dolphins, dude, because Ram- I, I love me some Ramondre. That would fuck Ramondre's situation he, hard. He completely torpedoes the Ramondre situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he should be the lead back if he went to Miami, but that is such a crowded backfield already. And reports out of camp say A-Chain is looking pretty looking good, dude. Good. Yeah. So if he goes there, so we will not see A-Chain. So what season. is his role? So A-Chain takes the third down passing job. Mm-hmm. But Dalvin can catch. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. So that takes so away d- from Dalvin's value. So does Mostert, Wilson, and Dalvin just rotate series for the first <laughs> two tours? <laughs> yeah, maybe, dude. I it's, don't know. Oh, man. That's know, tricky. Sucks. That sucks. It's that a situation to monitor. Dude. Yeah, definitely a situation to monitor. Damn, I'm just getting pissed off thinking about that, dude. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all we got for News of the Week, guys. Nothing really else going on. Let's get into Crack'em again, as I just touched on. We are. It's a slow news week. It's a slow news week in the NFL. It's slow July. News week, news week overall for sports. We officially have nothing for you guys. So we decided to do a little bit of research into some just interesting, cool stories. No real context behind that. Just cool stories worldwide. What's happening. And here's a fun one for you guys. In South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, people, we dug deep for this one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> People have suddenly found themselves a year younger. Now, currently, they have an international law to where they count months in the womb as towards your age. So basically, by the time you're born, you're one years old. (laughs) However, with this new law change, they have gotten rid of that. So now everyone in South Korea has suddenly found themselves one year younger, including our good friend Brian. Who now has gone from, I don't even know, he's not your age, right? Like 34, 34 to 35. He's now yeah. 33. So everyone's gotten oh, younger. younger. Yeah, right. yeah. Everyone's okay. gotten younger and better looking, except for Brian. He just got younger. <laughs> That's it, dude. Congrats, Brian. Congrats, You're once again, Brian. a 33-year-old male with diabetes. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah. Bro, speaking of which, I got to give a shout out to that guy. I got to give a shout out to my wife, Mary We're Moon. We're backing up to this, dude. Yeah, let's go. 
crack him to South Korea. Congrats, everyone. Congrats. Happy birthday, Brian. Oh, man. So here's a fun, like... Damn, that's a good beer. Little thing that... that a uh, great beer, D? Great call, dude. That's a that good is beer, really huh? good, dude. That's really good. Well, shout I out mean, to not one of our sponsors. I, I know Stone. That you just recently got into the IPA game, probably within the last, like, five years. I'll give you that. Yeah. But me and D have been in the IPA game for, like, since years. what, twenty two years old? Yeah, yeah. We were the only assholes drinking IPAs. When, you when guys Stone were so was the, when cool. Stone was the only brewery that was making yeah. IPAs. The, I, I remember having the, my first Stone, and I was like, "Wow, this is incredible." I'm yeah. Like, Why the fuck do we drink this Coors yep. Light? And then Brady's like, "Well, because it's only four and a half percent. You can't drink that all day." I'm like, "Watch me," and then I did, and then I was blacked out by seven yep. o'clock at night. <laughs> when I, th- I feel like you gotta like if you have beers like this, you gotta plan out your day essentially. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that's a good point. Like, okay. You're yes. Like now I like these, but I have to figure out when I'm going to drink them, how much I'm going to drink. Whereas <laughs> Coors Light, I can just wake up and crack them immediately. Yes. <laughs> so like, so before he yeah, got here, dude. I had a shark bite, and then he walked in with this tall can of Stone Delicious IPA. Yeah, and it looks at phenomenal. Just seven point seven percent. So now this changes my game plan. So yeah. now you're like, now, so now I adjust. have to drink more IPAs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to adjust. Uh, speaking of adjusting, guys, let's adjust into this episode. So let's this episode yeah, is we wide receiver here? rankings 20 to 11. We are counting down basically the latter half of our top 20 wide receivers. D, would you like to get in the swing of things here with our Alrighty. number 20 wide out? Number 20, we have Debo Samuel. Let's go. So Debo posted a monster year in 2021. He finished the wide receiver three overall. But this season, or I guess this past season, he came crashing back down to earth. Mm -hmm. So he only played 13 games. He actually finished as wide receiver 40 and only had one top 10 week. So considering where he got drafted last year, which was what, the second and third round? Yep. It's safe to say he was a bona fide bust. He was losing leagues everywhere. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Straight fucked you. (laughs) So the fact is this team has just way too many weapons, way too many pass catching weapons and way too many rushing options. Something that Debo does well at both. Right. And honestly, I don't really know where to rank him amongst the team's pass catchers, especially because we've got such a small sample size from Brock Purdy. So we really don't know who his guy is yet when it comes to throwing the ball. And it really seemed like the Niners had to lean on Debo in 2021. And he was so good out of necessity because they don't really need him to be the focal point of the offense like he was back in 2021. And it also seemed like he was kind of Jimmy's boy. And Jimmy's gone. So Jimmy don't do that. No, Jimmy's hurt. Jimmy's hurt again. He's probably getting surgery. (laughs) Jimmy only do porn stars, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I want to crack it to that guy. Good for Jimmy. (laughs) So, I mean, like, it was encouraging to show that Debo could show you that he could be the alpha dog. He ended that season with 14 touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns on the ground. Mm -hmm. But to me, that was most likely peak Debo. And I don't see him having another big year like that with the Niners again. Not to mention, his injuries have been a problem. He missed 15 games in the last four years. And that includes your fantasy playoffs last season. Yes, that's what I was going to get into. So, yes, he is a big Swiss Army knife for that team. He's an excellent pass catcher. He's excellent run after the catch. He's flashed as a running back. But to me, he's just too risky of a player this season. And as I look at the rankings, like, I'm starting to think he's too high. Dude, so you make great points there. And, like, we always talk about this on this fucking podcast, dude. Like, 
you don't win your fantasy league in the first three rounds, but you fucking lose it if you make the wrong decision and if shit goes awry. So, like, you're drafting this guy in the second round, and he didn't play the fucking fantasy playoffs. Right. You're fucked. He's injured. Yeah. So your second round draft pick is not playing the fantasy playoffs. And it's that not sucks. like it's not like he started off that season prior to CMC as if he was going to do what he did last year. Well, actually, he's already off to like a. Eh well, no. Well, I'm looking at his at his weeks, his finish. So his first three weeks, wide receiver two, wide receiver eight, wide receiver nine. Those are wide receiver one numbers. Okay. And that's what you expect to see, right? But then I think he got hurt in week four and he didn't play. And then after that, it was wide receiver 35, wide receiver 19, wide receiver 45. And then when did they play the Chiefs? And then they played the Chiefs. Crap. Uh, it was like in the Week middle. seven. Okay. And he was wide receiver and, 45. And that's when CMC showed up. Yep. And so, then it was all downhill. And then there. it was wide receiver 58. And then he had, a, he had basically one wide receiver one finish in that entire time span. <sighs> From that's your brutal. second round pack, second round pick, and he didn't play the fantasy playoffs, so he was out 15, 16, 17. Because you go back to twenty twenty one, right? So they had Jimmy G. Yep, he's that's Jimmy's top target, right? Yep. They had no running game. Elijah Mitchell kept getting hurt. All, All the running backs, running backs were getting backs hurt, so he had to play running back. <laughs> All of them. So he so not only was he playing receiver, he was playing running back, yep. which means he was getting the goal line touches, and they were basically scheming him the ball. Like he probably touched the ball what sixty percent of the time. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Do you think that Debo Samuel broke down, <coughs> excuse me, because of the fact that they used him too much? I like, maybe he's not as much as a tank as we think that he is? So, he's he's just a really, he's a tank that's made of glass. He's consistently, he reminds me of Steve, Steve Smith. He plays like a bulldog. Ooh, that's a good comp. But he just keeps getting hurt. Yeah. yeah. Injuries he, were a problem in college. He has no regard for his body, dude. Like, he just always wants to constantly make the big play. And I'd appreciate it if you'd stop coughing during my <laughs> talking point. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think I personally. Hey, um, wait a minute. We didn't even realize. We didn't even, like, shed light to the fact that Brady's back. Oh, I am back. Yes. Brady's back. I'm back and I forgot <laughs> something again. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, dude. But what I was going to say is. Shut I th- the fuck up. I think. <laughs> um, I think I don't have our personal rankings load up right here. Uh, but I think I had Debo higher than both of you guys. I, can I think I had him as like 17. And you guys, yeah, maybe had him as outside, which averaged out to what his position is here as 20. But you so, guys, yeah, you had him 17. D has him 24. I have him 23. So, uh, yeah, so you guys are super down on him, which now it's here. It's not that we're down on him. Well, I no, no, no. That it, like, I, ahead of him. No, I hear that. I hear that now. So in my head, I think when I was going through my rankings, I was like, wow, Debo Samuel, like, you guys think this low of him? He just was a monster like a year ago, two years ago. But D brought up great points, right? McCaffrey comes and he suddenly goes to shit. He's, he is hurt more often now, it seems like, more than ever. So, yeah, I think maybe this 20th ranking landing spot is probably pretty accurate. If not on, like you said, D, a more liberal side of things. Maybe he is outside 20. I don't know. We'll so, see. And there's a big chunk here that we haven't even brought up. His running mate. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk Baller is last year. He emerged last but, year. You know what but, he reminds me wait, of? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. But I will say this: so yes, he emerged last year. But once Kittle found his rhythm with uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, it was you. game over, dude. Yeah, mm. that chemistry was like okay. Now Kittle suddenly is the guy. But yes, to your point, Ayuk had a monster year last year. So Ayuk finished as wide receiver fifteen. Yeah, I'm a big a huge Ayuk fan. Like so, he reminds me of a D Hop light. 
So we're, once again, it's this is the early ADP. So what? Who do you take? Ayuk is going in the sixth round, and Debo's going in the fourth. Which one are you going to draft? Well, if you're taking Debo in the fourth round, it's probably out of necessity, you know. So like you've taken, you've probably already taken two re- two running backs, and you're probably looking to fill your wide receiver one, or you've taken three running backs and you're looking to fill your wide receiver one, which is not a bad fill at that point. But I think I still take. I think I would wait to take Ayuk because I think Ayuk has better upside. I like the value that he brings. Yes, in the sixth I, round. Sorry, Frank. Go ahead. Did you want to say finish? No, no. In the, in so, the sixth round, I'd, I I think I'd love Ayuk there. So. I also love the value there. However, for me, it goes back to Kyle Shanahan, and coaches typically don't change their stripes. Frank, at your all. Throat's a little dry. You should probably start <laughs> chugging that beer. Yeah, dude. yeah. Dude. Dude, I keep just got, fucking I got, up my talking <laughs> points, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to do it off the mic, dude. But uh, for me, coaches don't, you know, change their stripes, really. Like, they stick to the same offensive philosophy. Whoever they are, that's who they are. They're going to ride it till the end. But to Debo's And for point, me, well, hold on. I'm, all I'm saying is I feel like Shanahan values Debo more highly than Ayuk, regardless of sure. what he's done the last sure. year and a half with injuries and production or whatever. And I think they're going to try and continue to feed him the ball well, over Ayuk more. Okay, so I'll give you that. I'll give you a point for that. But to Dee's point, like I think Debo Samuel two years ago was productive out of necessity, not because of skill set and not because of scheme. I don't think so. The dude. entire running back room was hurt. So they were just like trying to figure out how to get the ball to their best playmaker. But ironically, I think I think Ayuk is a better receiver than Debo Samuel, for example. Like I don't know. That might be a hot they take. They just have different they just have very different skill sets. Exactly. So like Ayuk is a bona fide receiver. And if we're talking from a receiver perspective, I think Ayuk's the guy there. Kittle's the guy, actually, if Purdy's. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're Healthy. right. Healthy. <laughs> for D's dynasty for, team. For, yeah. dynasty for, team. The, for our right. listeners, D also has uh, George Kittle on one of his 15 dynasty teams. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's get off Debo, guys, yeah. and get into our number 19. Sorry, Debo didn't get me off. Wide <laughs> 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 our number 19 wide receiver here, and that's Tyler Lockett. For me, guys, this guy is the ultimate old reliable. I mean, he hasn't finished less than 100 targets since 2018, which is pretty remarkable for a team that historically likes to run the ball. Obviously, there were a couple seasons there with Russell Wilson where they try to incorporate a passing offense, but this team, more times than not, likes to pound the rock. Last year, he finished as wide receiver number 13 in PPR formats. Do you guys think he has another wide receiver two season in store for him? I, I personally think he does. I mean, over the last four years, he's shown little sign of slowing down. He always consistently finishes in that wide receiver two range. There are some current concerns, obviously, with uh, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I think I am. Sorry, Jackson, if I'm Brian. not. Brian, can you um, check that for us? <laughs> yeah. Brian, oh, look God, that up, please. Dude, we should have Brian reading names off on our oh episode dude, one of these that'd times. Be funny. That'd be hilarious, dude. <laughs> Just the Sorry. most Go ahead. difficult <laughs> names to pronounce in the NFL. You know how, like... Um, like how like celebrities will read like yeah, mean dude. tweets. Yes, we'll just have Brian. Yeah. We just have Brian, Brian reading read names. difficult names. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways, boys, um, you know Jackson has yet to play an NFL game, so I still think Tyler is going to get that volume unless Jackson suddenly explodes onto the scene as like this all elite wide receiver, sure. which I think a lot of people think he is, including myself and D. Um, but that builds time, right? This isn't college anymore. This is the NFL. So I can see Tyler finishing anywhere next year as, like I said, a solid wide receiver too, anywhere from 16 to 24. 
in that range in which is I mean, we basically have him average out right in the middle, nineteen twenty or so. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think? Am I, I too think, high on him? Do we think we, dude, we got him right? You know, man, I'm looking at our list here, and I, I swear to God, I think if there was one guy that I would be like, man, maybe he's a little too low, it's Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Like too the low. Guy, yeah, too low. Like, he always puts up wide receiver two numbers. He's always kind of on that cusp as wide receiver one, wide receiver two every week. And so if there was one guy that I would want to move up, it'd probably be Tyler Lockett just because he's a volume guy Yeah. there. The only concern there is DK Metcalf. He's a monster. I don't think that's too big of a concern, though, bro. It's funny that you mentioned that because as I'm doing our research on DK Metcalf, who's who we're going to talk about later, I'm like, why don't you just save it, dude, until we get to him? But unless you want to bring it up now. But no, but the only thought I have is like, like, wait a minute. Like, why do we have Metcalf ahead of Tyler? Yeah. You know, because like there's a there's a real argument like you could you could interchange the two of them because they're both. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Agreed. I mean, there's just two different skill Metcalf. You know, spoiler alert. But yeah. There's just two different skill sets, I think, with Tyler Lockett. He's been doing the same shit that he was doing when Russell Wilson was there, you know, going deep, getting those big passes. But DK Metcalf's almost that, like, 2020 guy. Now, Anyways, here, here, here's Ooh, a DK. question for you guys. So Gino only did what he did once last year. Yep. Is is a drop-off inevitable for Gino? Do, Do we think lightning him? strikes twice? Yeah, so I honestly, don't think so. No, <laughs> honestly. No, <laughs> it's no. Gino Smith. So, so I think so. You think so? I do think so okay. because there, Gino didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. you know what he I mean? just finally hit his throws. I agree with you. He hit his throws. Yeah, like he, it's like you had. He's always had the arm since he came out of a uh, Virginia. You basically wrong. Wrong. Ah, damn it! <laughs> oh. You were close though. I'll give I you almost that, asked you yeah. is it Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. What's, I almost asked you where Debo went to college. <laughs> oh, I would have never guessed. Maybe that. we just did ask it, Frank where all these Gino, guys go. <laughs> no, where did Gino come out of? Gino, West Virginia. So you ah, were very close. See, you were right close. on it, man. You were right close. on it. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a win for that's me. That's a dude. win, dude. <laughs> so, so to backtrack, I do think I think Gino is going to repeat what he did. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, because that even though that was a run-heavy team, like everything worked around him. Like he looked like a veteran with weapons around him, and he was able to orchestrate that offense successfully. Made good decisions. And he's returning to the same system, to the same coordinator with an additional weapon, with a young offensive line that overachieved and they're most likely going to c- play up to that again. Mm-hmm. Like, w- I just don't see a situation why they won't do it again. And it's not like they won the division and now they're going to play the best teams in every single division. Like, they didn't win that division. So the competition is going to be, you know, middle of the road for them. So to me, it's like, yeah, I think he's going to do, do it again. If anything, I think he might get better. Now we're getting on a Geno tangent because of the addition of, JSN to follow up with Tyler Lockett. There's definitely some concern about Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I don't drop him any lower because of that guy being there. So where was Tyler Lockett getting drafted last year? Dude, like the seventh, sixth, seventh round. Yeah. He, can, Which he was, was too low. And he, he was, yeah, that was, that I snatched low. him up. I you think in him, like right. 12 of my teams. Yeah. You know, I tried to grab him as much he as I could. He performs every year quietly. Because he's, dude, because everyone looks past him. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think there's a little bit of like, I think there's a little bit of you have, you know, six foot four, 240 DK pound DK Metcalf, who looks like, you know, freaking the Terminator. Yep. And Tyler Lockett is sub six feet, 160 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, sure. You know, but Damn. that kid balls Put some respect out, on dude. that guy's name. Dude. Yeah. I, th- I think another aspect, too, and I hit on it a little bit, is people may look at Seattle as a run first team. You know, like they always think of the Marshawn Lynch's, the Sean Alexander's. Yeah. Like, that's what just what they think of when they think of Seattle. But as I outlined, 
That guy hasn't finished with less than 100 targets the last four years. That's Tyler, a lot of Tyler throws. Tyler is a big play. Yeah. He's, for being that so small, he's very good at contested catches. Yeah. And he's a big deep threat. Right. And that's not really JSN's game. Definitely not. So JSN's Although I am excited the, about JSN. Yes, I'm very excited. And yeah. I think next year we'll bring, we're going to be having a different conversation. Dude, he's going to be nasty. But I don't, think, I don't think JSN overtakes Tyler Lockett this year. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler is going to do what he does, and he's going to finish as a wide receiver two again. Yeah, me too. Bottom line. So. Me too. Speaking of wide out twos, I think this guy is the bonafide embodiment of a wide out two. Frank? Yeah, let's get into it. What do you so, think? Chris Olave was probably, if you're a dynasty player and you're da- you're drafting rookies, was probably right up on your board. Mm-hmm. Right next to Brees Hall, right, Brady? Yep. Yep. So <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy came out of... Ohio State wide receiver, you dude. Like this, you guy, only knew that because I outlined it for you here in the notes. Well, but. I knew he came out of Ohio State. No, you didn't, dude. I know that. Come on, I know some colleges. God okay. damn. <laughs> but he like he came out and he gets shot. <laughs> Come on, dude. Give me some credit, here, dude. Let's so, go. <laughs> what state is Ohio State yeah. in? <laughs> oh man, I do you think Brian could pr- do you think Brian could read Ohio? How do you think Brian would read Ohio? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So Chris Olave gets drafted to the Jets. And I'm like, damn, that's a terrible landing spot for him. But then we what does he do? Because <laughs> <laughs> go to the Saints, bro. Oh, shit. I'm thinking of the wrong receiver, dude. <laughs> You're right. Chris Olave, the little guy from... Oh, man. I've had half this beer. I'm already drunk, dude. Keep going, dude. Keep going, dude. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, the my New God. Orleans Jets, baby. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anyways, so yes, Chris Lava gets drafted to the Saints. <laughs> and we don't edit this, dude. And um, <laughs> Zero edits, baby. Roll with it. <laughs> so he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Michael Thomas, which Michael Thomas gets hurt every fucking year. Everybody who's ever drafted Michael Thomas knows this, except for his one phenomenal year. So Chris Lava is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to come in, slot in immediately, right? And he does, basically. He comes in, he's he puts up basically five for fifty every week. He's your bona fide wide receiver too from fantasy. My problem with this guy is that now if Michael Thomas comes back and he's healthy, <laughs> do you still draft him? <laughs> uh yeah. Because Michael Thomas is only be healthy for a week or two. <laughs> do you think Michael Thomas goes down right off the rip like he did last year? I don't I I would bet a hundred dollars. I'd bet more than that that Michael Thomas does not play every game this season. Oh, that's an easy bet. That's an easy bet. Like, yeah. That's oh. probably minus 900. But Michael Thomas, it, to, to me, to go, it doesn't matter if Michael Thomas is there or not. One second. I have to go. Really? Off, I have to go off tangent really fast or discussion because we're talking about betting just really quickly. So I just pulled up the recent odds for AL MVP and Shohei is a minus 1450, which means if you bet $145, you only win 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Insane. Yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Michael Thomas does not affect Chris Olave. Yeah, you don't think opinion. so? No, I don't think so. They're either. different. One, they one they play different games. So Michael okay. Thomas. If, any, if anyone affects him, it's going to be Derek Carr. That's what I was going to say. That's Derek Carr is a one read quarterback. We've seen that <laughs> for years in Oakland. Like that's what, what make, he does. What makes you think Michael Thomas is the top read? It's Michael Thomas, bro. If he's What's not the point, top dude? read, he's going to scream. Frank has a man crush on Michael Thomas, I dude. do, because he's on my dynasty team, and I'm yeah. just praying to God <laughs> that he comes back to life. <laughs> he's done nothing, I'm bro. like, just come back one year so I can win a ship, and yeah. then you can die after one that. One time. I <laughs> uh, see, and I'm a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately guy. I, I agree. know. Yes, you are. So, 
And Michael Thomas has done nothing. Nothing. I mean, and you may not, you may be right, dude, that maybe he is the guy, but Michael Thomas is a short, short underneath route specialist. That is his game. He's not a deep ball guy. He's going to beat you with 10 catches and 100 yards. Olave is intermediate and deep. And what does Carr like to do? He likes to sling the rock. He does. So I'm not saying that this guy is better than Michael Thomas, or but to me, like, whether Michael Thomas is on the field or not on the field, it doesn't affect where I have Chris Olave. I think yeah. this kid's going to do – he's going to build off what he did last year. So where are you taking Chris Olave? You think, you, you think we got him right where he should be, D, at 18? I think he's 18 with some upside. I do too. Honestly, he, honestly, he wasn't – from a number standpoint, he wasn't far he wasn't. off from Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Like, I think he was I only mean, a few he, points he, short. He came into the season on a tear, dude, like the first, like – Four or five weeks. Right. No, he, he also didn't. he yes, also he did. leveled and up. And then he mellowed no, off. No, he a fucking bit. didn't. Do you want me to read you off what he finished? Are you talking on a points basis? Yeah, where he started or Fantasy where he finished? Wise. Fantasy wise. Okay, that's where what he, we're talking wait, about, right? Yeah. But did you say finished or started? He started. He started hot on a hot. Okay, tear. I think you're wrong. Okay. Week Correct one, me, wide receiver fifty-one. Week two, wide receiver forty-six. I'm talking week about three, points. Wide receiver six. What week four, wide receiver seventeen. Week five, wide receiver seventeen. Okay, I'd say I would argue as a rookie, finishes 6, 17, and 17, three out of your first five games is pretty solid. That's not bad. Yeah, so I'll give you that. But but then he absolutely, I don't want to say nosedived, but he definitely cooled off. Then he his cooled. volume, he his, got his target volume, absolutely. Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt, and his target volume absolutely diminished too. So that's the, the problem with Chris Olave. He's small. You run the risk of like, if you drop this guy as a wide receiver too, he can get hurt. I think Chris Olave is just, I might have mentioned this before. To me, he just reminds me of Golden Tate or Robert Woods. Yeah. He's just a really, really good. Yeah, he's a solid wide receiver too. Tier, like, I don't want to call him tier two because that's too high, but like, he's just like, he's your really, really, really good wide receiver too. Yeah. Exactly. That's what he is, dude. Yeah. We've, we've, you know? we've touched on this before. Like, he doesn't that's what have, he is. I, he, to me, he doesn't have the skill set or the athleticism. To jump into the top ten, right? I exactly. could see, I could see him being a wide receiver one because mm-hmm. I know, I think Tate has been a wide receiver one in the past. I think Robert Woods has crest, crest that. But to me, like he doesn't, he's not better than Garrett Wilson. Nope, he's not better than Justin Jefferson. He's well, not better than Jamar Chase. Wilson, so <laughs> <laughs> Minor mishap here, dude. I had a long you know, night last I night. Just yeah, break. It's all good, I mean, with enough volume and enough targets, because Michael Michael Thomas will go down. Like, mm. yes, yes, he has that I upside. Agree. But if we're just talking baseline here, I'm going to draft him like he's a wide receiver too. I'm not reaching for this guy thinking I'm going to hit lightning in a bottle with him like you would with some other players. I yeah. agree. So I a, a lot of the, okay, so like a lot of the problem with I think Chris Olave is the fact that that quarterback room was terrible last year. So if you look at the targets, he's he didn't get less than 5 targets last year. You know, and that's basically kind of that like Cole Beasley thinking from like a few years ago where Cole Beasley was getting five for 50 every fucking game. And if you're flexing that guy, that's what you want to fucking see. So, yeah, great flex. Yeah, I think he's a great flex. If you can get him as a flex, I but think you're not. I think you're I think you're in trouble if you're drafting him as a wide receiver, too. So I want to say he's going as a wide receiver, too, though. I, I know that's what I'm that's what I'm arguing is that, like, I think I'd be scared drafting him as a wide receiver, too. Yeah, I see. For me, like, you're going to war with it. No, like I don't love like I don't. I do honestly like to me. I don't love the player. I okay. think he's. I think he's good. Okay, but I just uh, so, don't love. So then I, there's I, just, like, I don't there's... love the player, dude. Like to me, he's just like he's just a. He's a B guy. Like I don't see. I don't, I don't, there's not a ton of upside there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I you see. know, 
if it's one of those things where I built out, I've already got two running backs, maybe a tight end, one wide receiver, and I go, I need another wide receiver. Like, okay, let's play it safe. I'll draft Chris Olave. They got this guy listed at six foot, one hundred and eighty-seven pounds. That that tells me he's five nine. <laughs> yeah. And 160. That means he's probably like 5'8", 145. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's just, ah, man. So his ADP right now yep. is 32. Yeah, wow. That's, that's super high. Which means he's going in the third round. Yeah. Dude, that's super that's high. Too, see, that's too high for me. That's too high for me, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't draft Jets that high. Well, speaking of too high, <laughs> I think you guys have this next guy a little too high for my own personal liking. I think you're out of your fucking mind. That's here. number 17 on our list, Chris Godwin. So, like I mentioned, him sneaking into the top 20 for me personally is just a little too high. I had him barely ranked outside the top 20. I okay. think I had him at like 21. Yeah, I can bring it up. Uh, I think you guys had him at 16 or 17, something like yep, that. Yep, you 21, D yeah. 16, me 17. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I hear you guys. He's an absolute monster when he's getting the ball. Uh, he finished last year as the 19th best wideout. Of the 15 games he played, he finished with double-digit fantasy points in every game except one, which is phenomenal. But if you look a little closer, to me, you'll see someone who didn't provide as much value as you would expect, Okay. Although he does have that solid floor, he only cracked a top 24 finish in five of the 15 games that he played. That sounds to me more like a flex player than a top 20 player. Now that Tom Brady's gone, no longer there. Hollywood Mayfield is his QB now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a sure thing, dude. Good, good luck. Name, that's dude. not a sure that thing. That's awesome. That's not good, a sure thing. Good, good luck. You heard it here first. Hollywood Mayfield, baby. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, Chris. And when we say Hollyfield, I hope you get that ball. We're not talking about the nice part of Hollyfield. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about the tents that everybody lives yeah, in, dude. That's dude. correct. Yeah. That's Great correct. point, D. Uh, yeah, but to me, guys, look, I understand, like you guys are saying, the talent's there. He's an absolute beast of a player. He's still relatively young. I think he's going into his peak year. I think he's 27 years old. Um, but for me, like I said, there's just too many variables at play for me personally to where I could bank on him being my wide receiver, too. What am I missing? You guys are higher think, than on him than yeah, me, so, so like, fill I'm, me in. I'm, I have Chris Godwin on my dynasty team. Yeah. I saw what he did two years ago, mm-hmm. and he was a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. This last year, he was coming off that ACL injury, and so he was very slow to come into the season. He opened up wide receiver 65 if you started him. You shouldn't have started him the week one. I didn't start him. I had him on my bench. But then after that, he kind of he kind of started to get his bearings. Wide receiver 28, wide receiver 29, wide receiver 22, which is things you expect from a wide receiver too so what's happening i i hear one of your boys crying i think d sorry oh, one of the boys crying <laughs> all right we're d keep it going <laughs> <laughs> if, it like, was, if it was an emergency someone come knocking on the door there we go <laughs> so I, I i see your concern with tom brady not being there because tom brady was the quick out and chris godwin was always the first option yeah but i don't see that offense changing even if they get a different quarterback back there like he's still going to be the first option and it's going to be fast but we don't know I think I think we do know though. And to D's point, what he was trying to sneak in earlier, we don't even know if Hollywood Mayfield is going to be the QB, dude. I mean, so my, my there, point there's is, favorite my, there's my favorites that is, are played. My point is, I think the Buccaneers' offense schemes to get the ball into Chris Godwin's hand. Okay, from twenty to twenty. The problem with Chris Godwin last year is that he didn't get into the end zone the amount of times that he did the year prior, which made him a wide receiver one. 
Okay. So that is the concern with Chris Godwin, right? Okay. Yes. D? Yes, I agree. Chris Godwin is the more talented of the two wide receivers between him and Mike, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. yeah. He's more no, talented. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not debating that. And let's not forget, dude, his best year. Two years was, ago. Was two, I think two or three years ago. It was two years ago. Was not with Tom Brady. That was oh, with no, Jameis Winston. Three years ago. That was with Jameis Winston where he finished as wide receiver two. That's true. Overall. That's yep. a good point. So the kid is a stud. Yeah. You know, and he started, like Frank said, he started off slow, right? He came off the torn ACL. Mm-hmm. He recovered quickly. Quickly. Rushed it. Pulled a hammy week one. Yep. Yes, he did. Took a couple more weeks off. And then I he was slowly, so about that too. He slowly that. eased his way back in. So, D, to your point. The end of the season, from week twelve to week seventeen, he had one, two, three I'm wide receiver it, one, finishes. wide receiver two, wide receiver seven, wide receiver six. Yep. And then all the other ones, with the exception of week eighteen, which we don't give a shit about. Right. He was in wide receiver two flex territory. So, so where this guy's getting drafted? Thirteen targets, thirteen targets, nine targets, ten targets. What? It's you, like, that's what you want to see. You're a target guy, Brady. You're gonna fucking guy. sit here and tell me you don't love that? And I do know, love it. You but know, Kyle Trask. I don't love Hollywood, Hollywood Mayfield. Mayfield bro. Yeah. Are those targets catchable? <laughs> With Hollywood, who knows, baby? <laughs> it's just I think Chris Godwin provides that if you're drafting him as your wide receiver two, this is a safe wide receiver two. I don't yes. think so, dude. Like, would you rather have him or Tyler Lockett as your wide receiver two? Chris Godwin, no fucking really, no, no, absolutely no. I think asked. Chris Godwin provides the higher upside than Tyler Lockett, but if I'm looking for a wide receiver two, I'm looking for basically a safety net, and Good. that's Tyler Lockett. I hope you draft Tyler Lockett, but I want a wide. I would. <laughs> I want a wide receiver two that I know. It's going to get opportunities. And, the, and, and Tyler does. Die. What are we talking about? Dude, but Tyler has DK. That's what I'm... That Yeah. Like DK, DK Dude, versus Mike. You just Mike. made a point 15 minutes ago that you could arguably take... Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf. Well, he what said, are we talking I mean, he, about, He said dude. you can interchange them. What are we talking about argument. He's saying you can interchange those receivers because of the way that the offense is distributing to them. But with Chris Godwin, that's not the case with Mike Evans. Okay. That's the argument. Mike All Evans right. is so a one-trick pony, up. dude. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, dude. Oh, my God. Look at you. You have a mic today. Yeah, I remember my first period. <laughs> See, the difference is Mike Evans is a one-trick pony, right? He's yeah. A, he's Go deep, deep. I'll catch it. Exactly, exactly, dude. Yeah. Both of those, whoever throws in the ball, dude, you know, they're not going deep. They can't throw that far. They're going to have to funnel the ball to Chris Godwin, where that's not the case with Tyler Lockett. I don't Tyler know Lockett. who the QB2 exactly. is in Tampa. It's uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Oh, God. So Baker Mayfield but that kid better win that played. job. <laughs> but that kid hasn't played, so we don't know. Yeah. Like we don't know yet. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's but why I like Chris Godwin. Nonetheless, okay. I think, again, I think that offense goes through Chris Godwin there. From the passing, yeah. Yeah, from a passing perspective, it goes through Chris Godwin. Yeah, they're, he's, they're, he's the short it, intermediate guy. Exactly. A, I don't think that it goes through Tyler Lockett in well, Seattle. Well, yeah, Tyler Lockett doesn't play for the Bucks, dude. So. No, I'm saying like <laughs> No, I know. I know. Just saying, bro. I know. The offense doesn't go through Tyler Lockett there. Yeah, I know. It. I mean, Tampa is an interesting team in general, bro. Like they're going to be terrible. They got. They're They're going to be be terrible for a quarterback this next year. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) bro. Maybe a possible landing spot for Caleb. I don't think they'll be that bad. Way too early. No, they won't be that bad. Yeah, but who knows? Um, Speaking of bad teams, let's talk about the Browns. (laughs) 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 Do you want to get into the their top dog over there? Yes, dude. Number (laughs) sixteen, Amari Cooper. And I'm going to dub him Oatmeal Cooper because <laughs> yeah. he's good for you, but just really plain and not exciting. <laughs> that's such a great nickname. Dude. Just like Oatmeal. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's a great sh- nickname. That's, a, that's great. Dude. So here's a fun fact. Did you know Amari Cooper 
sorry, Oatmeal Cooper is going into his ninth season. <laughs> I did not. I Damn, did know he's that. He got long. drafted by the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, where, did he come, where, did he, where did he come out of? Bama. I knew that. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> dude. You're wrong, bro. And the sky is blue today, Frank. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> what? Amari Cooper came from Alabama. I'm trying to trick you. <laughs> I know that. Second dude. guess you, dude. <laughs> so despite playing most of the year with Jacoby Brissett, Cooper balled out again, dude. He did. He finished his wide receiver 10, which is his sweet spot. Had over 1,100 yards, 78 catches. His nine touchdowns were a career high. So one would assume that with Deshaun Watson coming in, this should be a clear upgrade, and he should only get better, right? Well, not so fast. From week 13 on, Cooper and Deshaun were killing your team. Wide receiver 54. Wide receiver 61. Wide receiver 44. These were the numbers he put up with Deshaun Watson. If you didn't bench him by a, cause he did go ham on championship Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> but if you didn't bench him, dude, freaking, he didn't go off. He had 105 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. but those gaudy numbers with Watson, that makes me definitely makes me take a tactical pause. Mm-hmm. So do you think this guy's a little too high on our ranking? He makes me nervous. Yeah. So it's not all Cooper's fault. Cause Cleveland is not an easy place to catch balls in the winter. <laughs> Or in general. (laughs) Wow, that was hilarious. (laughs) And he did have a quarterback. His quarterback looked like he hasn't played in years. Which he he hasn't. Right. But now Watson's going to have a full season to prep. And as things stand today, Cooper is the team's best pass catcher. Yep. I think D-Hop might go to Cleveland. You know, that's just my personal opinion. But, you know, his situation around him has kind of improved a little bit. Um, He's got a better running mate um, with Elijah Moore. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and even though he's 29, he didn't look like he was slowing down, but I think it's hard to predict another top 10 finish for this guy. You know, I think this ranking is pretty spot on for him. Like, I'm going to draft him as a wide receiver, too. And I feel pretty good about it, you know, because this guy's consistently flirted with high end wide receiver, two, wide receiver, wide receiver one numbers. And as things stand today, he's the top dog in Cleveland. So, and this team's already talking about, you know, passing the ball more, being, being a more, having the offense run more through Deshaun Watson, which means he's going to air it out more. They didn't, it, it looked like they didn't have chemistry. So to me, like following their camp is critical, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's on my dynasty team. So from a dynasty standpoint, I need to know if this, I need to move this guy or not. Yeah. yeah that's but, a great point. And like you mentioned, he's been in the league, what, nine, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to be wary of that yeah. guy. If you're, I mean, but like what, dude, we have so many talented guys on this list. It's like, I can't put, Amari Cooper in the top 10. Yeah, and, and I don't think anyone would blame me either. Like For me, he's definitely not top 10. To me, I think he's a little higher um, than he should be, to your point, D. But but it, but you have to look at the numbers. He's, this yeah, is what he does. I mean, yeah. you know, we can say that all we want, but if he keeps producing, then all right, I'm going to eat us. crow every year. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, dude. So. so interesting tidbit about this guy. I drafted him as my wide receiver three in our redraft last year. And for the first part of the season, he was basically our, my wide receiver, wide receiver too. And he was crushing it. He was great with Jacoby. Yeah, he was great with Jacoby. And then as soon as Deshaun Watson, to your point, came in, <laughs> absolute dog shit, <laughs> which sucks. Trash. You know? So I hope that connection gets better this season. So here's another weird thing. Dude, his home and away splits were ridiculous. Dude, yeah. I know. I'm just looking at those. <laughs> like 30 points at home, two points on the road. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, so what's what's interesting, though, is that he didn't get less than, okay, so he got three targets the last week of the season, but he probably didn't play a lot. But other outside of that, 
like he didn't get less than seven targets. So again, to the, this point of like opportunities, like this guy's an opportunist. He's the perfect wide receiver too. Yes, yes. because yes. if you're if you're drafting a wide receiver too, you want the floor. Give me ten points. Exactly. Yeah. Give me twelve exactly. points. This exactly. guy's gonna do it. This That's guy's what I'm gonna saying. do it. What I would be worried about though, if you wait too long to draft a receiver and then you fucking have to take Amari Cooper as your wide receiver one, you're in trouble. You better hit on everything else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like again, if you take three fucking running backs in your first three rounds, which is very possible, then you fucking take Amari Cooper in the fourth round, you're fucked. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so. like it either. But Cooper. I tell you who I do like. <laughs> I'll tell you guys who I do like in the fourth round if he's there. Keenan Allen, Ooh. Oh. our number 15th ranked wide receiver. And I was looking at the rankings again. I like to compare our guys' rankings, personal rankings. And I found this surprising that I'm actually higher on the list, or I'm more higher on Keenan than you guys are, which I found pretty uh, interesting. And I get it. I think age, obviously, is a concern. Health is a concern. Check, check. Yeah, check and check. But... I think when he's on the field, he definitely offers the safest floor out of any of these wide receivers that we're going to talk about. He's the ultimate PPR guy, right? Yes. You're always going to get five for 50, six for 60, seven for 70, and maybe if a couple touchdowns. The field. That I get that, dude. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Let me finish my point. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sorry. It's all right. Um, what I found interesting, though, was his points per game average last year was 16.4, which if you map that, out over a full season would have been good enough for wide receiver 12, which is good enough for low end wide receiver one territory. You add in Kellen Moore and obviously Herbie's still there as a generational, generational type QB. And I like Allen to finish again around that high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver number, you know, one position. Sure. I think the consensus here and around the cooler is a little lower than I would expect. I like for me, I think he's my wide receiver 13, 12, kind of like what, like I said, if he averaged out last year, played a yep. full season would have been last year, but it, I get it. You know, the age and, and the health is concerned, but what do you guys think? You so, guys are both fans. I'd love yep. to hear your guys take on this. So D has him as wide receiver 15. I have him as 16 and you have him as 13. My yep. concern with Keenan Allen, dude, is that he hasn't played a full season. Mm hmm. And as a, Bolt, as a Bolts fan, like, <laughs> I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to lie to you to your fucking face, dude. <laughs> yeah. The dude gets hurt. Yeah. And if you're drafting this dude as, a, as your wide receiver, too, you have to have a good backup plan. Yeah. And that's the concern. With, right. Or else I would have Keenan Allen closer to the top end wide receiver, two, or high end or higher end wide receiver, two, wide receiver, one numbers, because he does put up those numbers when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. The problem is he's, he's never healthy. healthy. <laughs> D? Yeah. And the other problem is he doesn't score touchdowns. Yes. yes. He doesn't that score fucking problem. touchdowns. You're right. So I'm looking That's at true. these numbers here, dude. So oh, wait. Sorry, D. I don't mean to cut you off, but I forgot. Where did Keenan Allen go to school, Frank? Cal. Hey! hey! You Let's did go, it, bro. Dude. <laughs> Cal what? <laughs> <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that he went to Cal. Good shit. Nice, bro. So. Hold on. Were you guys really thinking that I wasn't going to guess that? Because, I, I mean, this guy's on my team. I fucking know where he went to fucking college. I know where Justin Herbert went to college. Oregon. Okay. Austin I mean, Eckler. I would expect <laughs> you to know yeah. where your you know? players go. Okay. That was an easy one as well. Wait, no, no, no. Here you okay, go. Okay, okay. Where did Mike Williams go? Mike Williams went to Clemson. Oh, wow, dude. See? That's impressive. I mean, again, you should know where your players went, dude. Okay, dude. That's so, why we're not team. arguing. 
So his targets, 157, 147, 149, 159, dude. Jesus Christ. Ridiculous. If you're an opportunist, you're... But you love targets like me. Go get that guy. But here's the problem. I read you those numbers, dude. (laughs) I read you those numbers, and in his, what, nine, ten-year career, he's only finished as a top ten wide receiver twice. Yeah, that's wild. Because he doesn't score the touchdown. Six, 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 four. But that's what we're saying, though. Eight. That, that's, this is why he is where he is, dude. Right. He's the PPR guy. He's going to get maybe catch 90, 100 balls. But if he's only going to get four, five, six touchdowns, like I can't, rant, I can't have him any higher. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I think I that's fair, too. But for wide receiver two purposes, like I feel like, I mean, like I said. The he's floor, safe. Yeah, he's super safe. He's dude. safe. But the risk that we can't really calculate in here. Is his injury risk? Yeah, right. And yeah. like, you gotta be he careful burned you last year. Got to be right? careful so, with Keenan. Yeah. So, so, but since he got hurt last year, this means he won't get hurt this year. Like, no, he's he'll not get like, hurt this year. <laughs> <laughs> you think so, dude? dude, dude Keenan you, Allen has, like I just said, he hasn't played a full season in like God knows how long. Do you remember when he told everybody like, "Oh, uh, play me, plug me in, guys"? Oh <laughs> he yeah. Didn't play a snap. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Bro. So D, to your point, wide receiver forty-one. The week one when he got hurt. So you're drafting that guy as probably. So again, if He's you're if you drafted him as your wide receiver one, fucked because then he didn't play the next four. Well, weeks. I, let's be clear. We hope no one's drafting Keenan Allen as your. But number no, one but like receiver. that's a, that's a very possible thing because if you go three running backs your first three rounds, like then you're looking for this type of player, and then you're like, fuck yeah, I got Keenan Allen late. That's like true. that's a pause. That's like a possible scenario to have. Yeah, yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying. Yeah, and so like hell yeah, you're like dude, I got a good floor as my wide receiver one, and my Maybe. other three running backs are going to be solid. But this guy came in, got hurt week one, and then <laughs> fucked your fantasy team, dude. So Keenan's ADP right now is fourth round. He's like in the start to the middle of the fourth round. Damn, I think, I think that's, that's too high. I think oh. that's too high. I think late fourth, early fifth is probably where I would take. It in. feels too high. But that's where he is. Yeah. That's out of necessity. You're going to end up taking him, dude. But yeah, then, but then, when he was healthy, listen to these numbers. So from week 11 to week 18, wide receiver 12, wide receiver 10, wide receiver 9, wide receiver 1 finishes. That's what I'm saying, dude. So like, but as you alluded to, Frank, health is the biggest factor with dude, this guy. The so, name of the game is to win every week. And if you're not fucking mitigating risk on a weekly basis, who gives a fuck how the how these guys finish? So guys get guys that he's getting drafted around. Debo? Keenan or Keenan or Debo? Keenan. A hundred percent. Okay. It's not even close. I, I don't know. I think I have to I think I have to take Debo because of the rushing upside. No. <laughs> I think I take Debo because of the rushing upside. No okay. way, dude. So so Keenan okay. You just shit on Debo like twenty minutes ago. I know ago. that, but I'm saying like if you're comparing Keenan, who is literally a fucking weekly liability from a health perspective, so is Debo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna take the rushing upside. Shut up. Okay, shut the okay. fuck up. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm taking Debo. Okay. <laughs> you done fucked up. <laughs> All right. That's Keenan Allen. Keenan uh, Allen. Number 14, Frank. 14, checking in. Otani must have homered because my buddy just texted me. Wait, you have to uh, say the full name correctly. DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf. Checking in, 6'4", 235 pounds, pure fucking chiseled steel. I think you nailed it, dude. Oh, yeah, that was an easy one. Where did you go to school? Ooh, damn it. Uh, I do not know where DK Metcalf went to school. I'm going to tell you guys that um, straight up. 
I did a double take on this one. I DI initially, and I'll tell you the honest. He went truth. to a smaller school. No. no, he didn't. No. So I initially got it wrong in my head, and I said Louisville, but then I autocorrected, and he went to Ole Miss. Oh. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. That would have been. That's a tough one, bro. With yeah, who? yeah. Who was his teammate? At Ole Miss, actually, was it Clowney? No. It was Clowney, right? Oh, Clowney. No, no, Clowney went to uh, South Carolina. I apologize. Yep. I apologize. I don't know. Right. We're getting off topic here. Anyways, yeah. let's Anyways. get into DK. So, for being one of the rare players with size and speed, this guy's a fucking absolute beast. This is the type of player that you would expect from a talent perspective to be in a top 10 wide receiver finish every season. Mm-hmm. The shitty thing is, he's not. <laughs> so he's had one one great season where he had 140 targets, ended up with 90 catches, barely cracked a thousand yards, and had six touchdowns that year. Mm-hmm. You would expect this guy to have substantially more production given yes, dude, his ability. He underperforms big time. Is is that is that my general consensus, or is that like like I love DK Metcalf because like you look at that guy on tape. The, have you guys seen that um, that interview where he's like where they're like, what do you eat for? Like for your meal, he's like, "Yeah, I wake up, I work out, then I have like a bag of Smarties." Have you seen that? <laughs> no, you haven't seen that. No, dude, yeah, he like he's like a huge candy guy, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" This guy's like chiseled out of absolute rock. This is a true story. Like, I'll I'll post it later in our Twitter, but like, you would expect this guy to be basically finishing as a wide receiver one every season, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He underperforms. And last year, I think he was getting drafted substantially late because of the change in. And quarterback, and then when Geno Smith came on and lit the world on fire, if you were draft this guy late, you were getting super huge value. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what do you guys? Think? I I think a good question to ask you ask yourself regarding DK, if you are trying to target Seattle wide receivers, is would you rather have DK as your one or Tyler Lockett as your two? Ooh. And to me, that's a no-brainer. It's Tyler Lockett as my two. Because you can't bank on DK showing up every week as a wide receiver one, dude. You just can't. Which is, I mean, case in point, we have him ranked outside of our number one tier. So that's just my personal preference. I think DK is right where he needs to be. I I personally uh, would take the guy before who we talked about before over him, Keenan Allen. But I definitely see the allure Frank, to your point, he's a genetic freak, 6'4", 240, walking touchdown machine. But, I mean, he consistently, also like you guys said, underperforms, I feel like, every year for his athletic ability and his skill set. Let me ask you guys this question. If you're drafting a wide receiver one, what are you most looking for? Like, is it targets? Is it touchdowns? Is it yards? Is it catches? Like, what are you looking for? Maybe we should get into that next episode no no but for like for real this is like important though because i think this this conversation is consistency exactly to i want consistency yep i want consistency and i want 15 points per game minimum every game from your wide receiver one every game okay dk metcalf week one seven targets week two six targets week three 12 10 8 7 the opportunities are there i think this guy could probably be higher in our rankings I don't know, man. I'm looking at the I guys I think I would rather him. have, I think, to your question, I like, think I would rather could, have DK could he, Metcalf. Yes, but he's not doing it. I That's think I would problem. rather have DK Metcalf as my one than Tyler Lockett as my two, personally. I don't think I would. I think and I would rather it. have my Tyler Lockett because yeah. 
if DK Metcalf is my one, he's a low end one. If yeah. Tyler Lockett's my two, he's which solid. My too. wide receiver one's no, probably I, good. Dude. I get that. I just the opportunities are there, man. The chances are there. I just don't see a world where DK's going to build off of these numbers with Jackson Smith and Jigba entering the entering the QB room. That's a okay. point too. I no, think a lot of people are going to forget okay. about that. Or I retract everything that. that I just fucking said. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> it's redacted. That's the way. a great. That's a no. It's retract. You can retract is the same fucking word. Dude. You're you can right. Retract everything. You Shut said. up, dude. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Uh, no, I'm with you, D. I think. Yeah, I would rather to have me, like, my he, two than I, he's a great two for me, dude. Yeah, because yes, like there's some. But he's a two, he's a solid there's two some, with upside. There's some upside there. He's yeah. done it before. He has yeah. finished as a top ten wide receiver before. Yep. And stuff, but I think he. And Frank is right, dude. He's getting the targets. Yep. But for some reason, he ain't Can't putting put it, together. it together. Maybe because yeah, it's never. fucking skittles. I don't know, but. He's just not putting it together. He's he's got another very good wide receiver across from him. Mm-hmm. They just drafted, potentially, a future wide receiver one in Jackson Smith and Jigba. I just don't, and they're they're a run first team. I just don't see a world where this guy is going to rise into the top ten. So yeah, for sure. me, I'm comfortable taking him there too. If some injuries and some things fall fall his way, yes, he can get into the top ten. But I'm so, drafting him, thinking like, okay, this is this is a good two. It's interesting because you guys both have Tyler Lockett. You guys are you guys are both saying I'd rather have Tyler Lockett, but we have DK Metcalf. As a wideout, uh, too, other than DK Because you got to follow one. the board, dude. Like, DK, because everyone loves DK Metcalf. Yeah. So he's going in the fourth round. Tyler Lockett's people going are in the sixth ena- round. Let's be honest. People are enamored by his size and his speed and his athletic yeah, ability. Yeah, so I'm either drafting my second running back, you know, or a different wide receiver. Yep. You know, or True. a tight end or something like that there. And then I'm going to take... <laughs> Do you have to piss, bro? <laughs> It's coming on. <laughs> I'm just Doing watching, the pee pee dance. I'm just watching Brady do the dance, dude. <laughs> but that's what I'm. Just Tyler teetering. Lockett's going later, dude. Yeah. So no, I can I get know. similar numbers in the sixth round. Six, sixth round. Ah, man, I wish I, I wish I had their numbers right in front of me. Tyler Lockett versus DK Metcalf, just to compare that, because that's a great Dave, point. Can you pull those up, please? Thanks. Yeah, Miami Dave, let's do it. Go I will ahead. say it's, it's it's interesting that we have two Seattle Seahawks on here, wide receivers. When we're so low on Geno Smith. When we're so low on Geno Smith. <laughs> we had, and, but we're not. We're not. And, no, we're not, though. And the fact that, like, me and D touched on it, they're historically a run-first team. They so are historically a run-first It's really first interesting team. to see those two wideouts on here. No, that is a great point. But well, I digress. Let's get well, to— Well, they don't spread the ball. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. They right. feed those yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 Let's get to let's move along here, guys, because I do have to take a piss, like D said. Checking in, <laughs> I knew it, dude. Thirteen, Checking in. number thirteen. And, oh man, this is this is. I feel like you love this boy, dude. I feel like anywhere between these guys with thirteen and eleven can be interchangeable. Oh, a hundred percent. I think. But that, Frank, I'll let you get into thirteen. We'll we'll get into our rankings with these guys because I think in looking at our rankings a couple of days ago, I think all of us are like all over the board. Yeah, with yeah these yeah. guys. So I'm actually highest on number twelve, but I'll let D get into him. So. Checking in, number 13, T. Higgins, the Jamar Chase running mate. But I think that's kind of like an insult because T. Higgins is a fucking monster. It's basically a Scottie Pippen, right, to Michael Jordan. Is that is that what we're calling Jamar Chase, Michael Jordan? I mean, he's a way more talented Scottie Pippen. But yeah, yes. I mean, he will win you weeks, and he's, he's the beta, dude. fucking lose you weeks. <laughs> J- Fucking T. Higgins is is the absolute epitome of the guy that you take as your wide receiver too, and you pray to God that every week he's going to give you thirty because he has the upside of thirty, and then he has the downside of tw- of two. And so he <laughs> yeah, had he, he had five yes, he, does, he yeah. had five top five finishes, 
but also had multiple games where he left injured or attempts to play, which royally fucks you as a fantasy owner. God, I hate that, dude. dude. Nothing, nothing pisses me off more. Like, oh my God, you're just like sitting there Sunday morning, hungover, 8.55. Oh shit, T. Higgins. Yeah, he's going to play perfect. And then he comes in for three snaps and then fucks you for the rest of the game. Yes. It's fucked up, T. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. He reminds us of, uh, as a as Charger fans, a younger Mike Williams. You know, the same type of shit. Like, he's got the same type of ability. He's massive. He's he's going to get, he's going to catch all those balls. Deep, deep ball guy. You know. Elite with the contested catches. And it just, it really bothers me if you're taking this guy as your wide receiver too. Really? Because of that. Like. Because he's too hot and cold. Yeah, exactly. He's just too hot and cold. I don't know. I mean. T will probably be another wide receiver too at the end of the season. But like Brady, we talk about this all the time. If the name of the game is to mitigate risk on a weekly basis, this guy is one of your riskiest plays. Yeah. In which is why football. I like number 12 over all these guys, but I digress. But yes, I under, I understand that dude. You know, and, and it is, man, it's tough, bro. Because, Hold on, hold you on. Look, you look at that offense, you look at you look at Cincinnati, and you go, all they do is throw the ball, dude. Like, yeah. you would think that T. Higgins could at least finish double digits every game, but he doesn't. Like you guys said, he doesn't. It's either the Jamar show, the T show, or, or the boy, Joe Mixon Joe show, Mixon. dude. Yeah, every other week. Feed. Yeah, every other week, dude. Like, one of those guys blows up, and the rest of the guys don't do shit. So, it is a gambling, you know, play there, but I don't know. I do... T me, Higgins me being drafted in the I third. Lo- I, d- I do. I love T Higgins, bro. Just Are you drafting a- T Higgins in the third round? Well, I mean, that depends on what I'm doing. Already. I mean, but okay. So say you take. I'm comfortable doing it if it's if it's the correct makeup of my team. Right. Yeah. Yes, You're comfortable I'm comfortable with it? doing it. You're willing yeah. to take that because okay, if I have so a high, T, we I- talk about this. We talk about that stack. Those first three rounds. We talk about this all the time. Are you comfortable stacking? T Higgins in the third with that type of risk. I don't want T Higgins as my first wide receiver on my team. But like still though, like in your first three rounds, he's getting drafted in the third if round. I'm, see me like, yes, that scares we, the fuck out of we me. We just dude. talked about shut up, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude. Like it scares all of us, but that's, but that's the cards that are, that we are being dealt. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Right. So like, we can't just like as much as, cause I built teams where I've just like, got to play it safe. Got to play it safe. Right. Got to play it safe. And I'm not scoring enough points. You know what I mean? Like, you need some home run hitters on this team. So, out of all the big risks, T. Higgins, to me, has some of the biggest upside. Because we're looking at it, dude. He had five top ten finishes. Yep. So, he's hit multiple times. Yes, there are a lot of mouths to feed. But when Joe Burrow calls your name, you know you're about to eat that night. But he also had four games where he played and ended snapshot under 30%. And I fucking hate that. But those are all super fucking weird situations right. like he's fucking you because he's banged up and desert. so he's a little bit of a bitch which i don't like but like when he's when he's healthy with all due respect to higgins yes with all due respect mr higgins you know quit fucking man the fuck up honestly <laughs> you know but when he's healthy he's solid yeah or he's going off yeah you know and we kind of touched on the mike williams like i love the contested catch game when keenan goes down and it's mike's turn Mike, he shows up. Mike shows up and Mike goes off. Very much like T. Higgins. T. And Higgins. Jamar Chase goes down. Also Every made of year. glass. Just like T. Higgins. Jamar Chase goes down. Yes. So and that's also why I like T. Higgins because okay. if Jamar Chase does go down, 
Like this guy, Scott, his Immediately value Immediately wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Getting drafted a lock. in the third round. A lot. So. And there, there, honestly, there are days where he out-targets. Okay, situational, situational hypothetical question. If T. Higgins was a number one receiver on any other team, does he put up wide receiver not one 100%. numbers? Yeah. Without question. Close. And you're not even close. And, yeah. and he's, uh, say, for instance, you could almost draft him in the first or second round? Yeah. Um, second I round. wouldn't say first, yeah. Second Definitely round. second, probably. Okay. Because he's too soft. Yeah. He's too soft. And let's continue the trend right, here. Frank, where it. did T. Higgins go to school? I, I, that's There's no way I'm getting that, dude. There's no fucking way. Do you want to fill him in? Clemson. Clemson University. Really? Yep. Damn. Yes, sir. Dude, no. does Clemson just put out good receivers? They put out good receivers and expert massage recipients, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Watson went yeah, there. I think dude. you can major in that out there, dude. <laughs> yeah, he might have. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. All right. T. So, Higgins. So we're has, comfortable taking him in the Yeah. Third. Yeah, absolutely. Middle third. Yeah, absolutely. I that's, think that's not. where he's going. I so Frank's I'm, not. I think I'm I am. Not. I am too. Let's, hold I'm on. With you, real quick, so, real quick, real quick. Sorry, before you get into this. So, shit. <laughs> T. Higgins, D, 14th. Brady, 12. Me, 12. So I guess I am taking him in a second. Yeah, I definitely like me some T. Higgins. But I like this next guy a little more, even more than our 11th ranked person. But I'll let D touch on him. D. Number 12. Who's our number 12? Number brother? 12 is the Slim Reaper. Kevin Durant, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, He's bro. in the NFL now, bro. <laughs> Let's go, KD. Devontae yeah. Smith, baby. Oh, man. So he had that decent first year. He finished wide receiver 29. But then the Slim Reaper started to feast on some defenses, and he ended as, ended as wide receiver 9 last season. So I think a lot of that had to do with the addition of A.J. Brown and just him being in year two of the NFL and becoming more comfortable with the speed and the physicalness of it. And also the rise of Jalen Hurts which really opened things up for him. He's only 170 pounds, but he was consistently beating the team's second best corner. Always. Always. Yeah. Like, kids freaking... Ask me where he went to college. Probably lighter than Frank, dude. Devontae Smith? Ask me where he went to college. After, I'll let you I'll let finish. No, dude, it's too easy, dude. Because you only know of two schools, yeah. and obviously <laughs> he went to Alabama. <laughs> Clemson and Alabama. I'm gonna exactly. <laughs> Sorry, so despite being so damn skinny, this kid's just very well-rounded. He wins off the line. He wins his contested catches. He only finished with eight fewer, tar- eight fewer targets than his running mate, A.J. Brown. Both of them finished with over 1,000 yards. Smith had seven touchdowns. A.J. had his 11. Um, his A dot also dropped thanks to A.J. Brown, you know, because he's a little bit more of a deep play threat. But his targets stayed steady at almost nine targets per game. Mm-hmm. To me, Smith is once again a guy who I feel like is going to climb into the top 10 by season's end. And I honestly expect him to build off of his breakout season. So let me ask you this. As Smith closes the gap on Brown, like who would you rather draft? Because A.J. Brown's going in the early second. His current ADP is the 202. And Smith is more in the middle of the third. Give me, give me Smith, dude. <sighs> no. Like we saw, I mean, if you watched the Eagles games last year, the A.J. Brown experiment is alive and well, but I feel like a lot of those points came from deep balls to A.J. that hit in the end zone, which is great, dude, if you're an A.J. Brown fan. But to me, Devontae Smith has a higher floor with higher upside. Dude. His game just, to me, his game feels more sustainable. 100%. And he's also younger. Like, A.J. is going into what, like his 29, 30-year-old season? No, he's, no, not. he's not that Younger old. than that? Oh, yeah, he's a little okay. younger than that. But All right. Well, you guys get the point I'm trying to he's make. 26. 20, A.J. Brown? Yeah. No, oh, my God. Not. Yes, oh he my. is. Breaking news. Are you sure? 
Holy shit. Breaking news. Breaking news. Angels traded Shohei. To the, the Angels. Dodgers. The Angels won a game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully expecting that. The Angels that traded Shohei to the Dodgers for their whole fucking yeah. franchise. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And we beat the D-backs. I'll take that win. Dude, Hopefully the D-backs are good, which is weird. And we beat uh, their number one. Gallon. Oh yeah, Zach Gallon. He's oh, a fucking monster. Damn, dude. Yeah, he was bro, on the mountain. Did you today, see bro. how that guy? Have you seen how that Galen? guy comes out? Huh? Is it Gallon? Gallon. 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 I don't know. Dude, he comes out with a full rattlesnake oh, belt. He comes out with a full rattlesnake belt. Bro, so yeah, he's like number one on that team. But wow, I'm stoked. Anyways, AJ Brown, 26. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I definitely overestimated that. Yep. But yeah, for me, still, I'm still taking Devontae Smith. That dude's super talented, like you said, D. Yes, he is on the smaller side, but. If you look at his stats year over year, they've progressively gotten better, dude. And I don't see that changing just because what's his name is gone now. Um, Steichen. Right? Steichen. Yeah. yeah. Um, coordinator. I still think, I think that, I think the Jalen Hurts improvement is real. I think he realized something with his arm. And I think Devontae Smith is only going to benefit from, benefit from that. Because people are still going to hone in on AJ Brown, dude. They're going to be like, Do this guy's the number one. Except. Hey, guess what, bro? This motherfucker is just He's as talented as AJ one. Brown, bro. So He's just a different skill set. Yeah, over there. yeah, See, yeah. Dude, and that's like everything says it's AJ Brown, but I don't. I like Devonte Smith better, dude. So do I, dude. That's like, what I'm saying. Maybe so, just, it's just like how do I put it? AJ Brown looks like AJ Green. Devonte Smith looks like Reggie Wayne, dude. Cool. One's a Hall of Famer, and one's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like that's just plain and simple to me. Like yeah. AJ mm. Brown is very good at what he does. There. He's a he's a big guy. He's a deep ball. He's a deep threat guy. He comes down with those contested catches. He's a big play threat, but like those are big boomer bust plays and he's been hitting on them, mm-hmm. but eventually Devontae, those aren't going to hit. Eventually they're going to dry up. Yeah. Devonte Smith wins all over the field, dude. Sure. All over. He comes down with everything. So I guess a lot of this list is basically like, what are you looking for, for a wide receiver too? Right. You know? And I think Devonte Smith probably, enamors exactly all of what we're talking about it comes which is down that, to like, like the makeup of your team as well mm-hmm. yes no for sure but like there's a lot of there's a there's play. a great floor here is what we're what i'm thinking that you guys are saying with Devontae smith yeah right and we're not saying do not draft aj brown yeah because the kid is a stud because there's a reason no. why aj brown isn't on this list he That's true. is somewhere else Correct. little teaser dude there's yeah. your little teaser because <laughs> yeah. the kid is a stud but yeah. what we're saying is I, I get you. I get you. Think, consider the makeup of your team. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you have, you already have a wide receiver on your a team. A Jamar Chase or something like let's that. Let's say you have a Jamar Chase or a Tyree Kill already on your team. You don't need to stack it with A.J. Brown. Why don't you take the best running back or in tight the end? second round, right. You know, and then knowing you can get a Devontae Smith in the third round. So are we thinking we could take Devontae in the third round? That's no way. pretty much where he's going. Oh, that's where he's I think going, he's gonna dude. Go I think if you take that's Devontae where he's going. Smith his in the ADP, third round. Early third? His ADP is the 308. Okay. Oh, wow. That's later than I, I thought. I think if he, if you're if you're taking Devontae Smith in the third round as your second receiver, you're feasting. Yeah. Because of the fact that that, that, that high floor, to right. your guys' point. So I'm in a couple of drafts right now. Best ball drafts? Right now. <laughs> This guy's, Brady, this guy's always drafting a fucking team. This yes, guy's dude. always deep in something, dude. He's always. This is my. This is my. For, under, for this our, is my our, underdog fantasy plug because we're, we're trying to find sponsors here. There we for go. our oh. listeners, for Good our shit, listeners, D. Daniel's phone looks like a 
fucking Adam Schefter is calling him. Looks like if hours. Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski had a baby, dude. <laughs> so, so here's a team. So here's a team from the one. I had the fourth pick, and I took Devonte Smith in the third round. That's great. See? I think that's right. great value too. Who'd you pair him with? Who are your first where, two where, ex- where exactly in the so, 3D? Okay, so this is a, this is a plug you know, okay. for the Scott Fish Bowl. So okay. Scott Fish is a big head in, in the fantasy football world. Yep. Yeah. And he all you compete in his Scott Fish Bowl league, and you don't win any money. It's all, all everything Just goes to fun. charity. But that's that, tight. This, is, this, is where every, this is where all the big fantasy football players that's play. That's tight. Right? So on Underdog, you could join the Scott Fish Bowl draft. It's five bucks, and all that goes to charity. And if you finish in the top 250, you get invited to the Scott Fish Bowl league. Because sure. it's invite only. Okay. So me, I'm trying to get us into the league. That's legit. Because that's where everyone else plays. Yeah. If we're gonna so make it in let's this. get back to your first two picks. Okay. You drafted from the four. Drafted from the four. This is a three wide receiver league. Ooh, okay. Okay. That I, changes the so game. So Cooper Cup in the first. Nice. Jalen Hurts in the second. Nice. Devontae in the third. Damn, you don't have running backs. Joe Mixon in the fourth. Ooh, baby. Chris, I love that. Chris Godwin in the fifth. I love that. I love that stack. I love this team right now. I love that stack, dude. So Joe nice Mixon as your RB one in the f- in the fourth. That's nice in a three three receiver league. Yeah, Brady. Let me hear your thoughts on it. I mean, it it's interesting always, you know, going into a draft and trying to figure out what strategy works best for, you know, your particular needs. For me personally, I've always lived by the RB RB one two approach for the most part, like. Because for the most part, over the years, running backs won you leagues. However, we are in an era now where the ball is being thrown around more than ever, and you need high-end pass catchers, dude. So I wouldn't fault someone like you, D, like how you were you know, pointing out in your draft there of drafting top-end pass catchers, bro. Because well, they, they are what win you leagues too. nowadays. Yes. Yeah. So. so and keep in mind, too, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you guys play this. This is best ball. Mm-hmm. So the way best ball works for our hundreds of listeners now. <laughs> so, hundreds of listeners. so with this, you just draft the team. Right. And that's it. Like best ball will set your best lineup every week. It's crazy, dude. So there's no there's no free agency. There's no I have to start this guy, start that guy. Whoever are your highest scores that week, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not competing head to head. You're just trying to score the most points out of everybody else. Right. So cool, man. Well, speaking of scoring the most points out of anyone else, this wide receiver two probably did that more than any other wide receiver two. This wide receiver one, dude. He is, is our wide receiver one. He's a he, wide receiver one. He we is our 11. number 11 <laughs> wide receiver on the list. We are talking about Jalen Waddle. Now, I kind of did a reassessment before I came here, and I had him lower. Again. Yeah, you had him. You have him 14. Yeah. D has him 11. I, have I had him 10. lower than you guys. I think part of that's just pr- – Based off pure bias, I think I'm a T. Higgins fan, and I think I'm a Devontae Smith fan over this guy. But Respect. For me, this guy is the ultimate question mark. He does have the capability to be that number one wide receiver, but you also got to remember who's in Miami, Mr. Reek, who we will talk about in our next episode. Much later. Yep. Um, but yeah, last year, guys, he finished as the number eight wideout overall. But digging a little deeper, again, you can always dig into the numbers here. A good chunk of that production came from a 40-point game in Week 2 and a 30-point game in Week 8. Those 70 points made up for 27% of his total he scored in all of 2022. All in two games. 
Combine that with the fact that Tua is a walking concussion waiting to happen. <laughs> Me personally, I think we have Waddle maybe a little too high. I definitely can see the allure of taking him as the top wide receiver too. But maybe I'm missing something, guys. Uh, again, you guys have him higher than me. What are you guys' thoughts? Like, you is know, he going to be better than Devontae Smith next year? You know what, man? Like, I don't think he is. I think Waddle is a solid NFL receiver. And that's what I like about Spoiler, him. Spoiler alert, dude. Waddle's a solid NFL wideout. <laughs> no, like, like, if you watch games, like, he almost... He, Sometimes he runs routes that are better than Reek. Well, I feel like they're two different route runners, bro. They are, but like for uh, what is a, a wide receiver, Waddle, like the route trees. Like Waddle I think just ra- looks like a young, like he's. There's only one Reek. Yes, there's a, there's only one Reek. But they drafted Waddle speed, for a reason maybe. because he's probably the closest thing to Reek in the NFL. He's he's a great route runner. He's he doesn't have Williams the speed, would argue that, dude. <laughs> He's got the speed and the felonies to back it up. And the gambling. <laughs> and yeah. the gambling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Brady, he had those two monster games. You yeah. Know, wide receiver three. Uh, week two, he dropped 40 points. Yep. Week eight, he dropped 30 points. Yep. You know, but. All PPR. But still, dude, like week week nine, dude, wide receiver seven. Week 15, wide receiver 10. Week 16, wide receiver five. He definitely had some duds. You know where he was freaking. He, I think he definitely has more ninety-nine. Duds. But like, this is what he can do. He can give you one hundred and seventy-one yards and two touchdowns off eleven catches. Mm-hmm. But would you rather like, have that over like, let's say, like I said, like two, three games, or would you rather have someone like a Devonte Smith, T. Higgins, who's going to give you, you know, a solid, maybe a more solid floor, ten, fifteen, with the occasional. You know, twenty twenty five. So I wonder like, where I, th- I think Jalen's the ultimate. So I out of, out of those guys, the ultimate. Like, Boom yo, I'm either gonna give you fucking fifty or, or I'm gonna five. give you ten. Dude. So I agree with you. <laughs> so I agree with you. And I lean. I I prefer the Devonte Smiths of the world. Okay. But I can't ignore the the talent that Jalen Waddle has. Because Devonte Smith is not gonna give you fifty points. Yeah, no, he's, no, not. he's not. Jalen Waddle can give it. you fifty points, and at the end of the day, dude. Like that one fifty point game is worth more than four than three fifteen point games. Yeah, and I also, disagree. Now, now I that disagree. I'm thinking about it, that, well, hold I disagree. On. Like hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I disagree. Hold now, but now that I'm thinking about it, total points that, like, that could change fantasy. Imp- but total fantasy, total points is not uh, how you playoffs. win fantasy, bro. You win on a week to week basis. And if you have, hold on, sorry, Brady, sorry to cut you off. It's okay. If you have fucking three weeks where a player does nothing and he has one 50 point game and you just assume that's what your record is. You fucking, you're, you're well, like, one in three. Well, so like Frank, I said, are you bro, I, Do well, you like have I him said, too bro, high? I prefer, I prefer the Devonte Smiths. Right. But the fact is like, we have this guy 11th because yeah. he hits fucking home runs. He dude, does. Right. He does. Okay. You want each row? You want fucking Shohei. You know what I mean? Like Give this guy hits trail, dingers. Baby. Not that God. this guy's not that this guy's a show. Are you racist, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no, bro. They're both Japanese. <laughs> no, I know, um, I know. But but that's he's what, also Asian for our listeners. Don't worry. But fine. and like but this is the curious case of Jalen Waddle because he is fair. He is boomer bust, mm-hmm. right? But, but he, when he but booms? this is but this is what he did with Tua and without Tua. Like that's what that's what I liked to see. It's like okay, so he went off with Tua. We already know Tua's not going to last the whole year. But whoever the fuck was throwing him the ball, like he was still 
having good games. Right. Right. Yeah. So now, now we have another young receiver entering another year in this league. I think it's going to be year three. Mm-hmm. There is a potential that Tyreek could get suspended. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the there NFL is, is yeah. starting to investigate That's a good this. Point. So typically, like, like they don't really give too much of what happens legally. They kind of let the legal process go out, and then they do their own investigation. The NFL already started their investigation. Yeah. So initially, here I'm thinking, okay, this whatever Tyreek's going to play out the season. They'll figure it out in the off season. No, the NFL is looking into it already. Yeah. So a suspension could be looming here. So that guy. I mean, if without Tyreek, he's gonna, he's gonna, his value is gonna skyrocket. We yeah. don't know how many games Tyreek's gonna miss, but That's it's tough point. to say, dude. Honestly, like, I'm with you, Brady. I like, I prefer more consistency, mm-hmm. right? I already did. I spent too much time playing around with Julio Jones on my teams, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't want. I'm tired. I'm tired, oh, dude. God. I'm tired of getting burned like that. Julio yeah. Jones has fucked so many fantasy but owners, dude. I understand if you take Jalen Waddle ahead of Devonte Smith. Yeah, because the ceiling is higher. Yeah, that yeah. like that's like plain and simple. Like we can't get her. Like you know, because he's a guy that if you draft as your wide receiver too, and he's hitting home runs. Yes, and, and the name of the game is outscoring your opponent. I was gonna say at the end of the day, the 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 agenda is to win your games. That's the that's end of all, be all. Yeah, you want to win ships, and that's by getting the most points possible. All right, boys, I think that's it. We wrapped up wide receivers twenty through eleven. We're gonna post these on our socials. Let us know what you think. This is another episode of Around the Cooler. Wide receiver rankings twenty through eleven. Thank you for joining us. Absolute blast. Until next time, boys. Later, guys. I got to take a piss. Bye. (laughs) Later.